a lot of people think the Quran is just a book, right? But it's the word of Allah. So, of course, it's going to resonate with our fitrah, right? We're going to feel some type of way. It's not going to be just, you know, you're not tearing up, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. Assalamu alaikum. Without further ado, today, our non-Muslim friend, Leroy Kenton, is going to be reacting to a Quran recitation. Leroy, how are you feeling? <laughs> feeling good, man. Feeling good? All right, yeah, let's go yeah. on with it. on your mind bro wow you know <laughs> just uh i i think there's like a, a purity i don't know just uh, when the quran is recited uh that you don't normally see in any other type of recitation um i don't know i just felt like it's you know he's reciting these words and it's like just him and god and that's it and I'm just reciting. That's it. You know, nothing in the way, not trying to impress nobody or anything like that. And I I feel that, you know, I feel that 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 purity, that sense of genuine passion that just naturally comes out when there's no other distractions in somebody's mind. It's just I'm reciting the Quran, just me and God. And that is it. You know, that's just how I felt. That's my take on it. 
subhanallah that's beautiful and you find that with a lot of people when they first hear the quran like they don't know what they're what's being said you know they don't right. have subtitles they're just listening to it and they're just they just have this feeling of, of awe like you know this is beautiful especially yeah. with a reciter like that like it's just it's so smooth it's so beautiful subhanallah and that's exactly how we were taught to recite it that's exactly how we were taught to recite it. the prophet وسلم, he recited it in a, in a melodious way uh so subhanallah fire bro how do you feel I'm good, man. I agree with uh, Brother Leroy. That's the thing. Like, I know in the episode, we talked a little bit about the fitra, right? So the Quran really is the word of God. It's the word of Allah, right? A lot of people think the Quran is just a book, right? But it's the word of Allah. So, of course, it's going to resonate with our fitra, right? We're going to feel some type of way. It's not going to be just, you know, you're not tearing up, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I swear no. there's something in my eye. I promise. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't it, cry. It, what do you mean? I don't it, cry. It'd it be like that sometimes with the Quran, bro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's the thing, bro. That's the thing. When when you play it, it just resonates within. There's this is something that a logical or philosophical you know point cannot go to necessarily, right? This this resonates with the heart. So when you mentioned that it made it made you feel peaceful and and the reciter has a sense of authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. That it, it's not like uh, any type of ulterior motive or anything like that. Go into that. Like, how do you? How does that just? How do you feel that? Uh, it, it's hard to explain. I've been struggling to put language or words to this type of uh, uh, feeling, if you can even call it a feeling. But it's more so like I like. I just feel him as a person, you know, just as uh, a pure person. And then when when you add the, the words being recited, it's like you just pause and listen. <laughs> you just taking it in, you know, like, wow, I have no idea how to describe it, how to put language to it. Uh, if I figure out what words to put to it one day, I'll definitely let you guys know. But it's it's something that's I can't fully describe. I just, I, I, I feel him as a person and I feel the words and it's beyond understanding what the words are. But, you know, for, for my case, you know, you guys had uh, us watching a video that had English subtitles. So I was able to follow along, but even without hmm. the subtitles, it was just like, oh, okay. I got it. I'm, I'm paused and I'm just listening and standing there and taking it in. I don't know what I'm taking in, but I'm just taking it in. It, you know, I, I don't feel any anything outside of just peace and relaxation. I don't know. It's, what, uh, what is what is the closest thing you can compare this to? Okay, so have you guys been on a vacation and uh, just sitting on the beach, mm -hmm. just looking out in the, the sunset, peace? You know, not a care in the world. You're just looking out into the water, you know, seeing the, the sun just over the uh, horizon as it's setting. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the sun rays are glistening over the water. The breeze is blowing on the beach and you're at peace. That mm. is probably the closest thing I can describe. Wow. wow. That's beautiful. That truly really is beautiful. It's like it's something that resonates deep within. Yeah. You yeah. Kind of realize yeah. yeah. It's kind of low. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to touch on that point. 
just like you said, it resonates from within. It's like when you see a sunset, people aren't debating, right? Like, is that a nice sunset or is it not a nice sunset? You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, you're not, you're not, you're not in your head. So, that's so I think true. that's what you're getting at, right? Like when you see a sunset, there's there's unequivocal, no doubt that when you look at it, you're just captivated by it. You're not even thinking about the logistics or the vicissitudes of the rays or the color temperature or nothing like that. Or yeah. You're not focused. I would even say you're shut off. You're unplugged from the dunya, right? When you see a sunset. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that with the Quran. You're not analytical. It kind of just ungrounds you for a second and just yeah. captivates you fully. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been I know my experience with uh, Quran recitations uh, for the most part, um, anyways. And yeah, this one was honestly no no different. It's just it captivates you in that moment, and you're you're so right when you say that when people look at a, a sunset or something, they're not debating if this is beautiful or nice or good or bad or anything. It just is what it is. And <laughs> everybody can just embrace that for it being what it is, you know. Um, mm. mm -hmm. Rami, bro, do you want to go a little bit in on what we even listen to? Because, you know, Brother Lira Kenton might think this is just a normal Quran recitation, but this is a very powerful verse in the Quran. You're muted, bro. You're muted. <laughs> My bad, bro. She's like, well, okay. uh, so first, when he started, he recited Surah Al-Fatiha. That's the like the mother of the Quran, the the chapter, the surah we recite every single time we pray. Mm. Uh, it, it's what we call a dua to Allah. It's a prayer to God. Uh, and as you read the subtitles, a lot of it is just basically asking God for stuff. First, we praise God. Then we start asking God. You know, God is mm. the straight path. Keep us on the straight path. Um, uh, don't allow us, you know, go astray and be from those who, you know, are you're angered with and so on and so forth. And then he recited a very, very powerful verse from the Quran. It's called Ayat al-Kursi. It's called the verse of the throne. The throne oh, of yeah. the Quran. Yeah. And um, it, it's beautiful, not just because it sounds beautiful, not just because it speaks about God and his attributes and describes God in a beautiful way, but it's actually something we call a ring composition. The first verse and the last verse are related in topic. So, Allahu la ilaha illa al-hayl qayyum. Allah, there is no God worthy of worship except Him. He is, uh, I forget the translation, but two attributes of God describing Him. Then the last one, uh, it also describes His attributes, right? So the first and the last, they describe His attributes. The second and the second last, they talk about mm. leap and slumber can't take Him. And basically drowsiness doesn't overtake Him. So the second and the second last are connected. The third and the third last, they talk about... Um, basically, we can't do anything if God doesn't permit us to. We can't even, in the, the, second, the third last verse, we can't even know anything if God doesn't allow us to know. And I believe the verse right in the middle in between them is, he knows what's before them and he knows what's after them. Like he knows what's before the verse and he knows what's after the verse. SubhanAllah. So it's, right. it's ridiculously beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, these, these reflections on God and just... Uh, who God is and, you know, these type of recitations that kind of just get your mind off of the day-to-day -day busyness of life and thinking about God, I, I find them so amazing because there is, they help ground you, right? And just recognizing the the power of God, the awesomeness of God, the, the mystery, if you will, of God and 
it, it's just it's beyond anything you know and mm. realizing that hey we're on this planet we were created and here's this this creator that knows everything all powerful with literally just a thought can wipe us out of existence literally you know it's just ultimate power you know when you think of that you you kind of you have to be humbled you know it, it takes you off of that high horse and it really does humble you it's like if let's say for instance right us three we come up with uh, a computer program to create this uh lifelike robot right and the robot can do so many things it can talk to people it can drive cars and everything but we have what is called a, a kill switch that you press it the program dies the robots no more and just imagine though that robot started becoming very arrogant and saying like oh listen i'm the best i don't need you <laughs> you're like wait a minute wait what what <laughs> so i i look at it in that context of you, no matter what you're gonna have to be humbled before your creator period mm. just like let's say a, a robot or something would definitely be humbled at a at a human for creating it because in our hands would lie the power of whether it continues to exist or not <laughs> so mm. i mean just just an analogy that i use and um yeah so this this uh, quran recitation kind of brings my mind to that just wow you know god is so big powerful and you have to be humbled yeah mm. um, Amazing. See, speaking yeah. speaking on that verse of God, you know, of, of God being powerful and everything. There's actually a line in it that I missed. And it's one of the most beautiful lines, which is yeah. uh, to him. Basically, the first one talks about his throne extends over the heavens and the earth. And so that's kind of like imagine like a king, right? A king, his his kingdom is, you know, like the Lion King as, as, as much as the sun touches. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that mean he owns every single thing everything every single person every single house in there no he just owns basically the land and he has you know kind of people within that that kingdom and then the verse that it's corresponded with so i believe it's the third and then the the third last verse or the fourth and the fourth last verse it says whatever is within the heavens and the earth belongs to him hmm. so they, they right. that way so whatever's in the heavens and the earth including us we belong to god right exactly right right SubhanAllah, bro. Whatever Leroy was saying, that analogy you came up with, that's actually a literal, you know, event that was discussed in the Quran with Iblis or Satan, Shaitan, right? How it was that lack of humility and the the propagation of arrogance, bro. Right? You know how you were talking about, like, it's not that, you know, I don't need you or anything like that or I know better, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's what Shaitan had. Right? Because when Allah created Adam, salam, right, the first of creation, the first of mankind, not the first of creation, but the first of, of man, right? He told all of the angels and Iblis, you know, even though Iblis was a jinn, but he was mm -hmm. among them, to prostrate. And Iblis was logical, right? And that's where you mess up with Allah, who transcends logic. He was saying, you created me first, Allah. Mm -hmm. I'm made of fire. I've been here longer. You know, I'm more powerful. I'm this, I'm that. Why should I prostrate to him? Right? And that's basically when you are no longer ignorant, you are arrogant. Right? Arrogant is is knowing that, okay, this is Allah's place, this is mine. But I think I know better. 
you know. SubhanAllah. Beautifully said, man. Beautifully said, mashaAllah. And that's why Allah SWT tells us these stories in the Quran. So we don't fall into these same, you know, problems, these same issues. And you see people in the past, in the history, even maybe even today, you witness them in person, but Allah narrates other people in the Quran, like the children of Israel, and how they became either overly skeptical or, or um, trying to, basically trying to play games with God. You know, the Sabbath, they're not supposed to work. So they put out fishing nets. So the fish would kind of catch themselves and then they can go the next day. And, <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. Um, yeah. They were, mm -hmm. they were punished for that. So, yeah, you can't play games with God. You just have to humbly, fully submit and uh, accept that just God knows best. And it's not because, you know, like we suck and we're losers. It's because we, we don't have the capacity. We don't have unlimited knowledge. We have biases. We're not completely unbiased. So we don't have the capacity to even decide uh, in, in many cases in life. So God tells us, I'm all knowledgeable, I'm unbiased, I know what it is, I created the universe in a specific way, I know how it goes, do this and that, and don't do this, don't do that. And if you do these things and you don't do these things, like I say, you'll have a blessed life. And on top of that, I will reward you with an afterlife. After this world, everything perishes, I'll give you even more in the afterlife. It's a win-win. SubhanAllah. And just on a closing note, nowhere are we saying to be weak, you know, or meek. But there's a difference between cocky arrogance where you think you're the king of the world mm -hmm. and knowing, okay, cool. I want to be, but I know my place. You know, I got to excel. Right. I got to improve. I got to I gotta be on this just like everyone else. I got to work on myself. But when it comes to you and Allah, no comparison. No comparison, bro. No idolatry. None of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. You, should, you shouldn't be confident like you're the king of the world, but you should be confident knowing you serve the king of the world. That's, yeah. that's mm -hmm. what you should be confident in. Not in yourself, but in following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And knowing that he... I would even... Yeah, I would even say that's one of the greatest challenges of being a, a Muslim man compared to any other type of man. Because as a Muslim man, you are, you, are, you are expected to be fully dominant in terms of, you know, leadership, decision-making, uh, responsibility of your loved ones, everyone under your authority. But also fully submissive at the same time to the Creator. Simultaneously. Hmm. Yeah, but that's why that's why your dominance and all that has to come from your submission to Allah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have to be dominant in some cases because Allah tells you to. Exactly, bro. Even when you're being dominant, you're being submissive to Allah. It's it's not Allah. That's what it is, bro. <laughs> all right. Anything else, bro? No. Why, why don't we finish the 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 rest of the recitation? At least like the last verse he recites. Like the Fatiha again and the other one. Yeah, we don't have to listen to the Fatiha again, but when he recites. Oh, okay. Let's do that, bro. It's the last yeah. Because, bro, it's so amazing. Read the translation. Everyone, read the translation and just listen. It is so beautiful. <laughs>
from this uh, second uh, continuation? Uh, not for me. It's just the, pretty much the same, just the same thing, you know. Um, trying to read the words as well as just like trying to just be in the moment. Also sometimes a little bit difficult for me when I do um, Quran recitation reactions like this. Um, but yeah, no, it's just more, more of the same thing. Like, you know, God is all powerful, uh, all knowing, and you know we ought to know our place, right? Yeah. Just that, just that humility that it, you know, that it brings about. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, honestly, it's beautiful. Do you ever listen to recitations outside of reaction videos? <laughs> no, no, actually, no. <laughs> you have a copy of the Quran. I, I, the English translation of the Quran, I actually have two. Uh, I bought one and one was given to me by a friend. MashaAllah. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, one final note for me is it's, it's always actually, unfortunately, very underrated to just read the Quran yourself. You know what I mean? Like recitation is beautiful. And reading the translation with the recitation is honestly, like if you don't speak Arabic, like me, top tier. It's amazing. But even just sitting and reading the Quran hand like holding it in your hand and reading it and reflecting like if you read a verse and then reflect on it for a few minutes and you do that just for like a page of the quran it is tremendous so i advise everyone myself fayad and leroy and everyone watching to just try that for a page half a page something even if you open up a random page in the quran read it and reflect on it deep down it'll it'll really trust uh, touch your heart all right bro if anything else don't hesitate to reach out to us you got our number and until next time bro we look forward to seeing you again bro Awesome. Always great chatting with you guys. You too. All right. Rami, bro, end it up. Well, that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi l'akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I think there's another thing too. It's, it's the perseverance aspect too. Like we're more willing to stick through with things that we set out with an intention. It's impossible to have empathy for others if you're not patient. So my love, bless you for that. First of all, I agree with the fact that the whole thing you said about friends where it's like if, if they're affecting you more than you're affecting them, then you should probably get some new friends. You want to be investing in stocks, shares, bonds. You want to be investing in crypto because there's this thing called inflation, which means every year that passes by, 
the value of a dollar goes lower and lower and lower. And the reason being is because they're printing more money, right? That's why money is haram. At least the paper money is haram. Provided that you're actually there and you're being a good father and the mother's being a good mother, best conditions. And behind the mic, Hamza, Andreas, Zortzis, we will go in with our final three with brother Angel, inshallah. It's not just a responsibility on you, it's a responsibility on all the children, especially your father. In our private area is very elastic. And yeah, if you go too fast, the skin will literally crease up into like the edge of like the little clipper things, and you will literally clip your skin. You don't want to be on YouTube or the internet or anything that that amount of time, but it's it's the the fact is that's what we're doing. 